Hello, everyone, and welcome to Authentic Conversations. I am Amarelis. And I'm Susan. And if this is your first time, welcome. And if you are a recurring guest, thank you so much for joining us one more time. Hey, Susan, how are you today? I'm good, Amarelis. How are you? I'm good. Really good. Um, yeah. One more day. So I can't, I'm trying not to complain, but the human in me does. <laughs> Listen, one day at a time, one day at a time. And you know what complaints do anyway? Complaints put your energy into a, like a negative state, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what we talk about here, right? It's our energy, it's our mindset. Um, but there are moments where the mindset just, you have to, lately I've been trying to remind myself because I have been so busy with life with not centering myself and not being disciplined with my meditation and grounding myself. It, it is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And it's almost like um, for me as a kid who went to church every Sunday and did church activities, you know, and when it's on your own, it becomes really hard. You have to be, remind yourself that Thursday night meditation is so important because it's 30 minutes I'm taking for myself or when we do this because it re-energizes me for the week and reminds me of my goals that I have that are long-term. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's been, a re- I've been trying to remind myself, instead of beating up myself about that, not doing the yoga, new place, I don't have a yoga place, um, that it will come to terms, but I also have to put my part into it. Yes, yes. So this week's meditation, it's interesting you talk about that, was um, all about uh, motivation. And, you know, people think that they're just going to get this lightning strike of motivation. Like all of a sudden they're going to go from where they were to, you know, just being this highly motivated. So we try that for a hot second, you know, we're like, I know what I need to do and I know it's important. So I'm going to be motivated to do it. So it's not necessarily the motivation, but the sustainability, which I like to call the momentum. So motivation might put you in the direction, right? It's, it's like taking that first step, but it's the momentum of going, you know, doing meditation and then knowing that meditation is contributing to feeling better. So you want to feel better. So the momentum builds towards the motive, uh, the meditation, right? So motivation is kind of like the, the striking of the match, but the momentum is the size of the flame, you know, the burn, keeping the flame going, keeping the fire hot. And the results or how you feel, you know, the emotional piece of it is what fuels the momentum because we feel good when we move. We feel good when we do things that we know feel good, you know, that, that create more energy. So, you know, any sort of movement or, you know, discipline stillness or, you know, uh, actually following through on things like, you know, that's what creates the momentum, the sustainability, the burn, the fire, the results, whatever they may be. I mean, like for me, I, I, I'm just so good at work or when I have a task that's for someone else. And I think a lot of my, our audience might um, relate to this, where when it's for yourself as an artist or as something that is a goal, a personal goal, you can become so 
uh, either negative or doubting yourself or you start the momentum but then it slows down and you kind of be like, ah, why am I doing this? So that's really the personal accountability part. Who, and unless you're speaking your goals outward or you're, you know, saying to people, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to do this. And then they're asking you, Hey, you doing that because we have bosses at work. So there's a, there's an accountability, right? There's always someone to report to, but when you're at home, you know, there's not always that reporting out. So putting your intentions out there in the world, you know, like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. Um, you know, this is my intention. And this is how I'm going to take care of myself. There's just a little added sense of, hey, someone else is paying attention to it because we need that. Otherwise, we do, um, you know, tend to place our ourselves on the back burner or get a little lazy or lethargic when it doesn't come from that place of accountability. So, you know, I, and it doesn't even have to be telling people, you know, it's, it's like maybe, you know, putting a check mark on the calendar or watching the eye, the rings close on your Apple watch, or, you know, there's some gotta be some sort of sense of, you know, did I earn a sticker today? Did I, Because, you know, all of these things are tied into accountability and we're the first one to let ourselves down. That's just historical patterns. You know, that's kind of, you know, patterns that need to be broken. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, awareness is key, right? This is what we talk about here all the time. Awareness, um, you know, we are each other's cheerleaders and who do you feel comfortable with this you want to keep it to yourself or a close person who is going to remind you you know like when I'm writing I have an amazing friend that I reach out to and say hey can once a month we touch base this is how much I've written and can you look it over or just meet with me for 30 minutes and knowing that maybe the night before that I'm going to be with her is when I do the writing is knowing that like, I'm not going to show up with nothing. So you're absolutely right. (laughs) But, and that's okay. And, you know, so the awareness is where everything starts, right? So we don't know what we don't know until we have an awareness about it. And we're like, oh, okay. So I recognize that now. So the awareness is where it starts, but, you know, then the action that you take the, and the most important part about awareness, which is where I was going, I got lost for a second, this authentic conversations. I'm like, oh, where was I going with that? Is really the non-judgment piece. So we begin again, and then we begin again, and then we begin again, and then we begin again, and maybe we begin differently so that, you know, we find the way to our own sustainability. Um, you know, but along, you know, along the way, we have to let go of the attempts. I mean, think about, uh, um, you know, Ben Franklin and electricity, like, you know, did, did he get frustrated and did he judge himself? Did he fail many times? Yeah. Yeah. But did he keep going? Did he persevere? Did he tweak? Did he, you know, say, Hey, like, you know, this is the way the Wright brothers, all of these people, right, came up against all of the obstacles and yet, you know, revolutionized life as we know it. So uh, you can't judge it as a mistake or, you know, quit on it the first time it doesn't, you know, work out as you idea, you know, idealized it to, or that, you know, as you, um, you know, kind of hoped or wished it would. 
it's the sustainability and the continuation and the not quitting on yourself that is the most important. But when we're playing judge and jury in our head and we're beating ourselves up, we have to swing that around. We have to say, hey, many successes come from fine tuning. All I'm doing here is fine tuning. You know, I'm fine tuning my experience. If not that way, let's try it this way. You know, I know what I need because I have that inner knowing. I know what I want because I have that desire. So, you know, I have to continue to move in that direction and not beat myself up along the way. Just recognize experience as experience and, you know, and continue on, show up for battle every day. And then again, and if you have people that are going to be reminding you in a negative way, like, well, you said you were going to do this. Those are the people that you know not to tell. And I mean, that's why a lot of us decide when we are um, in this path of finding our our inner guidance and having a conversation with ourselves. Um, I, this morning I was looking at something and they were saying, you know, how you lose your friends when you're starting to go down this journey of path, but it's the people that are not going to support you will eventually kind of leave because they're not your right cheerleaders. Well, no longer, they no longer, you know, have the same, you no longer have the same need for their role in your life. So the other thing is I want to go back to like, you know, if somebody, you know, kind of holds you accountable, well, you said that could be not necessarily a negative right? It's how you perceive it. You're like, ouch, they're holding me accountable. You know, maybe that is exactly what I need. So instead of perceiving that as negative, you know, let me use that as fuel. Let me, you know, um, recognize that the message is loud and clear. I'm not holding up my end, you know? So how you perceive it Hmm. is also you know, how you receive it, how you perceive it is how you receive it, right? What are your triggers and don't take things personal. I'm Look, thinking of four agreements. Don Miguel Ruiz, <laughs> love that book. Love that book. So. Right, right. Going back to, you know, how do we, when somebody tells us something, there are mirrors. We've talked about this. Have we talked about this, Susan? Yeah, we have, we have, you know, every experience that we have or interaction that we have with someone else is really reflecting back to us how we believe, um, you know, or we feel about certain things, right? Beliefs, feelings, they're really intertwined. They're very closely related. So when we see something that we admire in someone, right, we always compare and contrast that back to where we are. Um, but when we see something that, um, that rubs us or irks us within someone, it's also the same kind of look back, you know, we forget that, you know, we have great admiration for all of these people who are doing incredible things, which we are also doing incredible things, but we forget to look at ourselves in that light. So we admire them and, you know, and, and we want to emulate or mirror our path along their goodness. Um, but when we see things that we don't like, we assume that we're separate from that and that what we see in others that we don't like is their stuff, but really how we're perceiving it is how we're receiving it, right? So what we see in others 
becomes maybe something that we're uncomfortable with within ourselves and have to look at. So, so we are uncomfortable with ourselves and have to look at, okay. So basically an effort, if I'm seeing something that I don't like about somebody deep down inside is something that it's about me that I might myself be doing also, but I'm not and, aware. And, and yeah, maybe not doing the same thing, but maybe have a relationship with that type of behavior, you know, so it might've been something, you know, in the family dynamics that, you know, you talked about triggers or pokes, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you're paying attention of all of the things in someone else that you could pay attention to, just notice what you're choosing to pay attention to in that person. And then, you know, you may want to reflect or ask yourself why that bothers you. What is it in your relationship with yourself that is bothered by their behaviors or actions or words? Okay. So it could be a trigger of something that you myself don't even remember. You subconsciously kind of like hid and then it's poking something in your, an energy that you need to look at, a shadow work, which we talked yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Right? Something, and kind of like writing. Re- yeah, something that remains unseen that, you know, might need to have the light shined on it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm, you know, we are always talking about shadow work and how we, um, our inner child work, you know, but, but going back to the one with ourselves because we are then centering ourselves and figuring out like it's not the outside world that can you can it's not happening to you it's happening for you yes and you're creating you know so you're creating your outside world by how you're thinking and feeling on the inside so you know what you're projecting out there becomes the movie reality that you're living in so when you're paying attention to what you're noticing in people, again, I'm going to go back to that statement because that felt really um, important. Of all of the things that you can notice in someone, pay attention to what aspect of them you're noticing because that's where your attention is going. And if your attention is going somewhere, it's because there's a need or a desire to see that. And if you don't like what you're seeing in other people or you're attracting other people that are creating drama or hurt or angst or you know whatever it is you're attracting those people so the mirror comes back to you and says why do i feel like you know here's the work why do i feel like i need these people in my life what kind of value added is that remember value added can be positive or negative what kind of value added is that? And we breathe. Yeah. Amaryllis, I know when you close your eyes, when you're going to ask something and you close your eyes, I'm like, I'm bracing for it. I'm like, okay, here it comes. Cause I want you guys to know this is totally unrehearsed. And, you know, we are just really literally having this conversation as if we were talking on the phone, you know, and that's the important piece because ask those questions, close your eyes and ask those questions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just so much on my, in my brain. Like I always want to dissect everything and I, I want to know 
because that's who I am. I'm the questioner. I want to figure out or have the the inkling in me that it is, I know that it's also out there to others um, and making sure that we are understanding. Because most of the time, I'm just like, man, Susan just always has the right answer. <laughs> you know, the universe has the right answer. Sometimes I just happen to be the person sitting in the seat, you know, uh, with the words. But, you know, it's so important too. And, and as the dissector, you know, like that's not all the time either, because you can't get caught up in picking everything apart. Right. Yes. It's important to just be in the moment and, you know, feel the joy and feel the sorrow and, you know, feel whatever it is that's, um, that's happening right then. And then in the reflective time or in the pause time, you know, it's nice to, to kind of look in the rearview mirror for patterns or, you know, recognize, you know, we have some really great aha moments in our life where all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's like, that makes perfect sense. And you're like, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. No, absolutely. I personally, myself, you know, I've been having, um, this big transition we just moved a new job and in my job a lot of energy is changing new bosses new people coming lots of people going um and I've had my moments where I'm like up and down up and down and yesterday was one of those days where I was just like okay let's recenter ourselves let's go back to the basics right let's show up let's be in the moment do what you can do what you love to do and do the best that you can and the rest will happen right and I mean it was another full night of obstacles and hurdles yes, you know yes. but you know that I have to remind myself what what triggers me to be there right like what's that little inkling fire that drives me and it's you know being with others having conversations problem solving I love it so I should remind myself so that I can be happy with the position and what I'm doing. And then the rest, right? We have our goals, we have the map. They're there, they're not gonna come as fast as we want them to. And it's reminding it's practice. Us. It shows up exactly at the right time. So you are just practicing. You are practicing standing in your light. You're practicing standing in your power. You are practicing taking care of yourself. And as long as you continue to practice that and you can return yourself back to a centered human being, right? Not the employee who's getting reamed out or the, you know, the, the person that everyone is, you know, has these expectations of, no, you just return yourself back to your human. Oh my God. So you, you remind me of um, last night, I, I met this gentleman, really nice. And um, in the field that I'm in, for my, our audience, I'm in hospitality. So I'm constantly trying to make sure that my guests are happy. And then there's times when I need a little help from my guests. So it was a situation and we had a great conversation. And it, at the end, the way that I kind of got things going, it, it looked like I was helping him and helping him go to another room, but really it was, uh, he was helping me because I was oversold. And <laughs> how perfect though, how perfect. Like that is when that's alignment, right? right? He feels good. You feel good. Everything is working out and you know, you're allowing it to unfold. So anyway, he feels like, yeah. So, you know, so then he figures out, he's like, oh, I'm helping you. So we're walking over to the other property. And um, I don't remember how we got to the point where 
he asked me a question about, oh, I asked him where was he from? And then I said, oh, I've been there. And he goes, oh, really? What, what would bring you to, I think it was Alabama. And I said, well, I used to be in theater and I've performed and traveled a lot. So he goes, oh, so you were an actress. And I said, yes. And he goes, well, were you a good one? Cause you're here, something like that. Ooh. Um, oh no, he said, well, you're a good one. And I, that would have triggered me back in the days when I used to be so conscious of my career and where was I, my status and um, knowing that I kind of like always had to work to survive, right? Not always working as an actor. And, I, and it was just so good to be so grounded with myself and say, um, well, I'm here. And actually this is my biggest stage that I've ever been on because I'm constantly using all my tools as an actor, improvising and getting people to do things that I need them to do. 100%. <laughs> you know, and I just realized when I would remember 20 years ago, somebody asking me, well, where have I seen you as an actor when I would say I was, I'm an actor or what have you done? It used to trigger me to make myself feel small that I wasn't this famous actor um, where I would be like, well, maybe you haven't seen it, it's off Broadway. But now I know that, you know, I'm, we are all actors in this world at the end of the day. That's we right. all have a role to play. And you got and that man to take care of his business in the sister hotel and you did a fine job at it. That's right. That's right. Look yeah. at me go. And, you know, and we both, and we connected, we had a great conversation and he was happy. And, but I remember that little thing of like, when, as I'm walking, I said, wow, you know, I remember when that would have triggered me and made me feel like, man, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But when I came into hospitality, I fell in love with it. And I fell in love with the improvisations that you have to do of problem solving um, and helping others and making sure they're having a great stay at your away, your new home away from home. That's how I see it. That's the way that I carry my profession, yes. no matter where I go. And um, and I'm an actress the whole entire night because I'm in front, I'm in at the front desk you got an audience show. girl you got an audience you know 24 hours a day if they need you yeah. there That's the right. show must go on and you always have to repeat again are you joining us welcome blah, 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 you know yeah. but um yeah you know it's just going back to like it's not over you know that I think I come back at any moment or how do I fill in those shoes of me always wanting to be around people because my acting was not just about being on the stage for me, the acting was about behind, the scenes. behind yeah. the scenes, also in being around people. Yes. Embracing all people. of that. Yeah. Yes. Embracing all of that. So guys, thank you once again for joining us and entertaining our conversations that we have here. Authentic conversation. That's what I have to call that because Susan and I um, always love to have back and forth conversations and in her field as a life coach. Um, what better place than for me to pick her brain constantly and just keep her on her toes. It's awesome. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out susanjcooney at gmail.com or find our meditations on Thursday night. Uh, you can find them on social media, present moment, Inc. Uh, and, or send an email. Thank you.
Thank you. And we are on YouTube and we also have a podcast. So there's two platforms. Oh, and Spotify. I always forget Spotify. Apple and Spotify. Busy, busy. We don't love you. We're just just new at it. (laughs) It's all authentic. Uh, Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.